tuning in to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM. And we're coming to you right across Australia live from Hobart, Tasmania each weekday at 9 a.m. And for those listening to Tasmania, you can catch from Tasmania, sorry, you can catch us again at 4.30 p.m. Um, each weekday. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and today we have David Leo joining us from Devonport. And David yes, happy is... Happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday. David is continuing with this series titled Encounters with Jesus. Welcome, mm. David. Thank you. Good to be here. Good to, <clears throat> good to have you, too. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm actually um, on the on the mid. I had the cold last week. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, feeling, feeling so much better. Yeah. So... Yep, doing well. That's good big, to know. Yeah. yeah. And how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I also had a bit of like a cold starting and um I was just praying to God <laughs> and was Yeah. Because the last time like last month I had a really really bad cold. I had to take um a day off from oh. radio. Yeah. And so I was hoping it wasn't going to get to that point and well. it didn't which was really good. Praise the Lord, you're here. I'm here. Yeah. Everything's, everything's going as, as planned. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Um, so, David, how was your weekend? What were you up to? It was full on for a, for a person I was getting over the cold. Um, yesterday, yeah. I, I, know, I know I've talked about my um, older son's basketball. They had the grand final yesterday, and they won by three points. Whoa. And uh, I think I nearly lost my voice from all the cheering. But oh, um, yeah. yeah, Devonport Warriors did really good, and they played a really good team at, mm. at Penguin. And um, yeah, it was fun, fun to watch. So my my son's really happy about that. And and last night mm. we had we had a wedding at oh. uh, Devonport's Devonport Church. So um, that was something that came together mm. within six weeks. Uh, you know, it was a um, it was a couple from overseas. Uh, yeah. The the, the Bridals from Rwanda, and they have two stages to their wedding. So they were legally married over there, yeah. but um, they they believe in having the church's blessings and the passing on of, of the values from the parents to the next generation and things like this. And uh, Devonport Saint David's Church took on the task and said, "We'll do that for you." And uh, praise the Lord! Last night, the uh, speech at the parents called in uh, the the uncles and the aunties and said, "Look, we're really happy with how the wedding went and the reception and everything." So, massive shout out to Devonport Seventh Adventist Church for putting that together, yeah. and uh, congratulations to Jonathan and Claire Indeed. on Indeed. on uh, on the marriage. Yes, yeah, so it was it was fantastic. Yeah, it's been a, an an emotional emotional high, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I think I've, I've, I think I'm still feeling that joy this oh. morning. So you had a really happy weekend from oh, your sons um, uh, winning uh, and their team winning and then the wedding. Yeah, and on and on on Sabbath I, I went to um, a place called Cradle Mountain. So if anybody ever comes to Tasmania, mm-hmm. there's a this Cradle Mountain is a gem, right? We didn't spend enough time there. I'm thinking next time we're going to go for a weekend, mm-hmm. spend more time or or a couple of nights. But it is. Anyone that's going to visit here, make sure to put Cradle Mountain on your... I know I said that about Frasenay, but that's another one. Put Frasenay, put Cradle Mountain on there because, man, amazing places. You can see God's creation. Mm. It's a beautiful place. I went there um, end of June, and uh-huh. I stayed there for three nights with two friends. It was so beautiful. We did the um, Lake Dove Lake Circuit. Ah, uh, you did the right thing. You did the walks. Yes. Yeah, yeah, well we did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. It was raining, but... It was worth it. Really loved oh, it. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. So, um, can you please uh, recap where we've come from in your series? 
we've been going through the book of Mark. Yeah. And today I'm going to point out how uh, things take a bit of a turn. Mm. Um, yes, because this, well, if, if I'm correct, Mark is broken up into two places. Mm. And um, we're going to look at the blind man this morning mm-hmm. uh, in, in Mark 8, verse 22 to 26. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we've been just going through how Mark is is really action-packed. It just talks about what Jesus is doing in action. Mm-hmm. And we can see that in the last few weeks, we've been looking at how Jesus um, goes to the Gentiles. In other words, he goes to the people that are outside the Jewish uh, Jewish community. Mm-hmm. And he presents to them that uh, God has plans for them too. God is calling on them. Last week, we looked at the feeding of the 4,000. And he's saying to the Gentiles, I'm also the bread of life for you. Mm. So I'm the bread of life for everybody. Mm. right? And so there's this mission there that we can see from Mark that he's a Messiah for everyone. Mm-hmm. And we're about to read about this blind man in, Bata, um, in Bethsaida mm-hmm. and um, what, that, what that means to us, what that means to us now and how it's going to take a different mm. – it actually becomes a crossroads. It's, it's gonna, Mark is about to take a different turn from this point onwards. Mm-hmm. So we'll do probably another four or five encounters mm-hmm. after this, and we should be able to see this difference in what was happening before mm-hmm. and what is going to happen with the uh, in the future. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, 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 we'll be talking about faith a lot, you know, the mm-hmm. act of faith, yeah. Yeah, and just to remind our listeners of our studio number, it's zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, Save that if you haven't, if you don't have it down um, as Tanzan County's number and text us any questions you may have, any comments, any feedback. We love hearing from you. Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah, and for those who can't um get connected through radio, you can... Follow us through Faith FM app or Faith FM website on faithfm.com.au. Okay, David. So, what are we getting onto today? Oh, you've talked so, about. Oh, yeah. We're going to read um, about this blind man who was healed. Yeah, yeah. Interesting story. But we'll we'll go there. If yeah. we go to uh, let's go to the Book of Mark. We're going through chapter eight. Yeah. And we're starting at uh, verse twenty-two. Mm-hmm. But uh, tell me the book. I'm going to ask you if you could read it, please. But I'll, I'll say a prayer before yeah. we do that. Eh? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Mm. Father in heaven, as we hear your words, we pray, Lord, that our faith will be increased, that we can place our trust in Jesus Christ, and we ask in his name. Amen. Amen. Um, so I'll read that. Um, then from verse 22, then he came to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up. And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Then he sent him away to his house saying, Neither go into the town, no, tell anyone in the town. Mm. So, thanks for reading that um, uh, for, for us, Tabitha. It's okay. When we read this, yes. what are some of the things that stand out to you when you read this? That, now that you've read it, what are some things you think, oh, that's peculiar or that's um, different? There's a blind man mm-hmm. because really uh, you... we don't know what it is like being blind because we are not. So that is different. 
Mm. And um and then he uh, so there are people who are coming to Jesus to ask him to heal this Touch blind him. man. Yeah. And yeah. he leads Jesus leads him out of town. That's odd yeah. for ah, him. Okay. He could have just said a word and you know everything like the man would be healed because we've seen it happen before. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. It's good that you picked that up. Um, the uh, taking him out of town, you know, there's. It's not the first time he's done this. Mm. Uh, he's done this in other places too, and I don't know what it means, but it, it seems to suggest to me that um, we can be influenced by the crowds we're in, and sometimes Jesus needs to separate us from that to do something in our lives. I know that was indeed the um, experience I had in my life. You know, I, uh, God had to really remove me from my peers that I was with at that time to be able to speak to me clearly, you know, before I could go back to them and say, hey, listen, I have a word. <laughs> I've got something to say. i got something to say. Wow, you know, things have changed in my life. Um, but there, you said something about, because you're not blind and I'm not blind either. No, and I'm not too sure. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever, have you ever tried to Cover my eyes. Yeah, or walk, walk with your eyes covered or something. When we play games, um, you know, mm. this blind, <laughs> being blindfolded and um, asked to find something. I'm trying to remember the, what the yeah. game is called. Yeah, you you just I, can't see anything. It's really it's hard. Well, for us, they, they, they can see. You know, like we because our other senses haven't been really have, haven't been really trained. Um, you know, because. I'm not sure if any of our listeners are blind. You know, text us if if if, you, uh, if, if there's any out there and tell us your experience. But I remember we did a Burma trail mm. when I was um, when I was about ten. Do you know what a Burma trail is? Um, mm, no, no, I oh, don't. Oh, back in New Zealand, um, they call it a Burma trail. I'm not too sure why, mm-hmm. but they take us out in the dark and they've tied a rope, mm-hmm. and we have to we have to follow the rope because it's really really dark, right? Mm-hmm. And as you're walking, uh, they've put peanut butter on the rope. Mm. Uh, they've tied it around trees. You fall into puddles. Mm. You know they do all these things where um, you know, it just—it was just a lot of fun. In my memory, I'm thinking this was, this was a really fun time. But that was probably the closest to me mm-hmm. um, ever experiencing not being able to walk, but only only just grabbing onto a rope. But I could see the shape of these big trees. You know, I could see the big trees, mm-hmm. and sometimes I couldn't. And then I, if I went too fast, boom. I went straight into a tree, you know, and it, mm. it would hurt. Like, you know, we had a laugh, you know. Oh, but everyone's laughing, all the kids. But yeah. that Burma trail is something I'll never forget. But um, I was thinking, man, you know, this, this, it's hard not seeing, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to breaking this, this story down. Mm, me too. And I hope our <laughs> listeners are. Um, yeah. And for now, we're going to listen to this song, The Gentle Healer by Michael Card. The Gentle Healer came into our town today he touched blind eyes and the darkness left to stay but more than the blindness he took their sins away the gentle healer came into our town today the gentle healer came into our town today. He spoke one word that was all he had to say. And the one who had died just 
rose up straight away. The gentle healer came into our town today. Oh, he seems like just an ordinary man with dirty feet and rough but gentle hands. But the words he says are hard to understand, and yet he seems like just an ordinary man. The gentle healer, he left our town today. I just looked around and found he'd gone away. Some folks from town have followed him, they say, that the gentle healer is the truth, the life, the You're listening to Taz Encounters with David Leo. And before we went for a break, um, David, we read this passage in Mark 8, verse 22 to 26. And we read about this miracle where a blind man was healed. And this blind man, there's no name given. Um, there's no age, no background. Uh, why do you think that's happening? Yeah, I, I think what's happening here, I mentioned earlier that... Um, the story, the, the the book of Mark is about to take a turn, and to understand what's happening here, we have to read, uh, we have to read what happened before and what happened after, and uh, this simple thing, you know, we talked about being blind and not being able to see things and interpret things, or it's hard to. I was talking about the Burma Trail, um, you know, there's this, there's this thought or or general metaphor that's used to say. Um, you know, I was blind, but now I can see. You know that there were some things that, that that weren't clear to me, but I'm able to see them now. In fact, there's something that's used in culture, and they call it the uh, the woke the woke culture. You know, and this this assumes uh, the woke people assume that they see things that others don't. So others are blind, and the woke people they can see they can see behind the scenes, they can see what's going on mm-hmm. in, in different places. So they're the the woke people, and so. There's a huge lesson that's happening here, mm-hmm. right? There's a huge lesson that's happening here for the disciples. Mm-hmm. It's a teaching moment for the disciples. If you look straight afterwards, mm-hmm. actually, let's have a read of that. Which verse did you uh, want me? Uh, we're going to go to verses 27 to 30, please. Okay. Um, now Jesus and his disciples went out of, to the towns of Caesarea, Philippi. And on the road, he asked his disciples, saying to them, what do, men, what do men say that I am? So they answered, John the Baptist. But some say, Elijah, and others, one of the prophets. He said to them, but what do you say that I am? Peter said, and Peter answered and said to him, you are the Christ. Then he strictly warned them that they should tell no one about him. Okay, so straight after this, Miracle! Straight after he heals a, a, a blind man, the blind man couldn't see, and now he can see. Mm-hmm. And then we get the story where Jesus is asking the disciples, mm-hmm. "Who do you say I am?" You know, before you move on, I have yeah. a question that is yeah. bothering me. 
<laughs> Please uh, go ahead. You know, when I was reading the story of the blind man, um, I felt a bit uncomfortable because, you know, it says that Jesus spit. He spit on his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Like, that seems like an insult. Why, like, yes, Jesus well, spitting. Is there um, an explanation behind that? Uh, Man, that's a that's a good question, Tabitha. I, I know uh, when I was reading into this, um, in in now I don't know if this justifies it, but I know in, in the Greek, mm. um, in the Greek culture, there's a a, a a person named Pliny the Elder, and he's a well respected philosopher, doctor, things like this in the in the um, ancient world, mm-hmm. and he had he had a fascination with. He talked about how the saliva had healing properties, mm. you know, which is, I, I don't know if that was, that affected the Jews, but I know in the Bible, mm-hmm. in the Jewish law, mm-hmm. anything, when you spit on somebody else, it actually is in, it's an insult, mm. right? If you mm. spit on the ground, it's something that's in, it, it, it's disgraceful. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's actually in Leviticus, and, and you know, in, even in our modern Mm. Our modern age, right? If you spit on someone, what does that mean? Uh, it's not even allowed. That is very, um, yeah. You can, it's not accepted, unacceptable behavior. But I, I know what you mean. Like when, like you, something smells bad, or like um, there's a bad odor, or yeah, you just spit because of yeah. this being disgusted. Really, That's right. Can't say. That's right. And, and so this, the spitting in the Jewish culture it was used in a way. Even some people that felt that they were, um, you know, they were higher than somebody else. You know, they they would spit at them to show them that you know you're you're lower than I am. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're disgraceful. Yeah. And so there's there's only one one connection I can make here, mm-hmm. um, because we're what we're, what we're about to discover is this teaching lesson, this life lesson that. Jesus is about to teach the disciples mm-hmm. is he's trying to reveal to them mm-hmm. that he's not the Messiah that they think he's going to be. You know, after the feeding of the 4,000, people wanted him to be that Messiah. Because you imagine, you imagine a Messiah, and when we talk about the Messiah, they thought he was going to come like King David. Mm-hmm. King David ruled uh, the small nation of of uh, Israel, of, of the city of Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and he he was able to conquer towns and nations that you couldn't even imagine, you know. So he had a really powerful, powerful kingdom, mm-hmm. and so they believed that this new Messiah that was coming mm-hmm. was going to be like David or greater than David, mm-hmm. right? And Jesus needed to show his disciples, mm-hmm. uh, "I'm not that guy," right? Mm-hmm. And the only connection that I can make. And perhaps I, I'm wrong on this, but the only connection I can make in the spitting, this disgraceful act, mm-hmm. um, as he spits on this man, mm-hmm. and uh, the disciples see that, whoa, why are, you, why are you spitting on him? You know, yeah. there's this. I think he's. I personally believe that he's teaching them that he's a Messiah that will be humiliated. Mm. He's a Messiah that is going to die a disgraceful death because the cross, the cross isn't isn't for your um, everyday criminal. You know, mm-hmm. the cross the cross is for those it's, it's like capital punishment. Yeah. Right? And that's the that's the God of the universe is about to die the death of a disgraceful criminal. Mm-hmm. And he 
was teaching, he was demonstrating his disciples, I'm not going to be the Messiah that you think I am. Mm. You know, because you imagine, here's a Messiah Mm -hmm. that can cast out demons. Mm -hmm. Here's a Messiah that can um, heal the sick. Here's a Messiah that can bring bring hearing to the deaf, uh, help the blind to see. He can feed a multitude, uh, feed a multitude of people, and he can bring the people from death to life. Mm. Imagine having a king or a messiah like that. Mm. It's, these these guys are really really excited. You know, they like, man, this this is the going to the most powerful messiah. So when he when he makes himself known, because he keeps telling us, don't tell anyone yet. Yeah. When the time comes for him to announce himself as messiah, we're gonna we're gonna be on his right hand, and we're gonna be so respected mm-hmm. and well liked by everyone. They're gonna they're gonna say, look, you know, we're gonna say, look at me now, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, that, so they got these high expectations about who Jesus is going to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I wonder, have you ever had your I, I know for certain, but you've ever been in a situation where mm-hmm. your expectations and your um, you, 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 what you're about to anticipate gets you really, really excited, yeah. only to have it dashed. Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, I can't think of a specific um, example, but I, it has happened to me more than once. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and how does it feel? You know, how do you feel when it happens? I feel so low. I feel very disappointed, and I think I'm learning to not get really excited before things happen because sometimes you're really sure. Like it's like you're almost sure of something. Yeah. Sometimes you even share <laughs> with other people, and then mm. and I, I find that really. Yeah, I find that really sad, you know, because mm. it's 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 a it's a law. When I say law, I mean like like the law of gravity, the law of physics, right? Yeah. There's this law that works with us that the more that you're disappointed by something or someone, yeah. the the more you don't the, the more you don't anticipate it anymore. You don't trust it. Mm, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You know, it's like the it's like the father that keeps promises keeps promising to take you to the park and never does mm. you know and you know after the hundredth time he goes I'll take you to the park when I come home mm. your thought is no you won't <laughs> so, so you you we intentionally um, we intentionally you know dampen our expectations or excitement mm-hmm. because we don't want to be hurt so much yeah. you, know, you know what I mean and I, and I think that's sad because I like to keep that excitement I want to keep my my anticipation up you know you know, it, it maybe it's naive, you know. Maybe you know, like I want to be logical, but when I'm expecting something to happen, you know, like man, you know I can't this, wait for it to happen. Yeah, you know, there's this um, assumption, or yeah, that if you share good news, <laughs> it won't happen. So sometimes you're like, okay, let me keep the news to myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's another side part, right? Yeah. I mean, and and I'm telling you, I, I reckon I can speak to this whole anyone that's listening right now. I reckon I can speak to that whole audience and start and say yeah. that. COVID-19 and its restrictions has brought disappointment, right? Mm-hmm. Traveling, travel plans, uh, yeah. education, work, whatever. It just, you know, things that you were into, you know, I think probably 2020 was full of disappointments. You know, like I've, I've had, um, I had a niece that was meant to come down last, last year, had to cancel because mm-hmm. of COVID, you know, and then mm-hmm. we made plans to go over to the mainland that had to cancel. Uh, you know, so it, it's, uh, it puts you in a place where, you know what? I'm not going to make plans at all, and, and I think, oh, don't don't do that. And I, and I'm and I'm saying this because I believe Jesus is that Jesus' teaching moment to the disciples is you're going to be disappointed, mm-hmm. and they're going to be disappointed badly because this is what they, this is the kingdom that they were looking forward to that was going to 
win back um, win back Israel against the Romans, the Roman Empire, mm. and yet this. The way that Jesus is going to win this is not just against the Roman Empire; it's against the whole world, right? It's against Satan. What Satan has set up, and and what Jesus is about to do on the cross, and you know he's going to rise again um, after you know come out of the come out of the grave. This is uh, or the tomb. Sorry, come out of the tomb. This is his uh, disgrace. This is the disgraceful act. This is like um, this is like a teaching to each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. That when we're called to do great things, when Christ calls us to do amazing things, be prepared to be humiliated. Mm. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like it's like this is this is part of the miracle thing. And and um, uh, after the after the break, after we have our, our next song, I want to talk about how mm-hmm. um, one of the strange things about this miracle too is mm-hmm. it seems like Jesus failed the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says to touch him again, but it isn't. The two stages is actually, um, again, it's a teaching moment. It's a teaching moment for the disciples. It's like, hey, don't, I know this is what you want, mm. and I'm, I'm trying to show you and teach you that it's going to be different, mm-hmm. but stay loyal, stay faithful, stay excited, be the people that anticipate. Mm-hmm. You know, even though the, the world will disappoint you or things will disappoint you, Keep holding on to my promises. I've, mm. I've got, I've got good news for you, and I want you to, I want you to reveal who I really am as this Messiah, mm-hmm. right? And and this is why he asked the question in that passage you just read. Mm-hmm. Who do, you, who do you say I am? It's important that mm-hmm. you tell me mm-hmm. and confess to me who you think I am. And yeah. Peter confesses correctly. You know, he mm-hmm. he says, "I believe you're the Messiah." And Jesus is like, "Yeah, yeah, I know you think I'm the Messiah, but uh, I'm not the Messiah that you think I am." <laughs> I'm not right. that. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it's time to go for a break. We'll explore yeah. that more after. Yeah, let's the break. do that. Yeah. Um before that, we have um Stephen texting us today. Thanks for texting in Stephen. Um Stephen is saying <coughs> all animals leak wounds to heal. So it's not very unusual. So this healing there that it, this cup um healing leaking and healing being um captured in that statement. And um we also oh, thanks, Steve. Yes. Um and we also have a listener question. Um so where in the Bible did David say that the Messiah messianic prophecy can be found? Where oh, I haven't I haven't actually mentioned it yet. But okay, I'll, I'll quickly go there. I'll quickly go there. Okay. No, no, I'll do it in the next segment. All I'll right, the then segment. we'll yeah. ask the question yeah. after the break. And for now, we're going to listen to this song, Loving My Jesus by Casting Crowns. I was a wandering soul Traveling a well-worn road A sinner so far from home second chance inside I heard you call my name I felt you lift my shame and I made a vow that day that I'd spend the rest of my life loving my Jesus showing my scars Telling my story of how mercy could reach you where you 
Tries to make you hide Whispers that same old lie Keep all your pain inside Cause no one will understand The last thing this lost world needs Is someone I'm trying to be The truth that is said Loving My Jesus by Casting Crowns and you're, you're tuned in to Taz Encounters with um, David Leo and um, before we went for a break David, we you promised to talk to us about the Messiah Yeah, yeah, yeah before we go there, I, I, was, I just, I, I was able to click on what Stephen was saying about animals looking at each other when they have their wounds and, and I was thinking, I was like, yeah, that's right, I've seen dogs do that, you know, I've seen dogs and cats lick themselves with the wounds and they lick each other when they, you know, when um, someone's, uh, one of them's had a, has, a, has a wound, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and I think they, I think cats clean that way as well. Maybe dogs do as well. But so, yeah, thanks, Steve, for that input. I just, I just hope that anybody out there that's, uh, um, 
you know, ambitious about being a miracle worker, uh, don't go around licking people's wounds. That's going to be really awkward. Don't, don't do that. But I was like, oh, I had to think about it. I thought, oh, yeah, Steve's right. You know, I've seen, I've seen that. I've seen my dogs do that. But yeah, about the Messiah, um, what's really important now is, right, that question that Jesus puts to them, who do you say that I am? And this is, this is a very important question that uh, we need to take on as well. Mm-hmm. Who do we say Jesus is? You know, uh, and I've talked about this before in the book of John. You know, do we do we really believe the claims that he made? Because they're extraordinary claims that he can forgive sins, that he's the son of God, making himself equal with God. You know, all all these things that he says. Do we believe he's the Messiah? And Peter says, uh, yes, I do believe you're the Messiah. And what the Messiah is, what the Messiah and Christ, mm-hmm. Christos is the is the word that's used. But the Messiah is like. Uh, the one that's coming to save us, the one that's coming to deliver us. And there's a prophecy, a prophecy, a, a future telling mm-hmm. in Daniel 9 verses 24 to 27. I'm not going to go through it, through with it right now, mm-hmm. but I do want to say, and I want to put this on record on radio, that this is the reason, this is the number one reason why I believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Mm-hmm. That prophecy that says that when the Messiah will come points directly to the time that Jesus is baptized. And, you know, if you can be that specific, if the Bible can pinpoint that moment and say, this is when he's coming, and and it gives us the time, Mm -hmm. it gives us the prophetic time when the Messiah will be revealed, and and he's revealed at the baptism where John baptizes him, and you're like, whoa, you do the calculations? It can't be anybody else. It's got to be him, right? Mm -hmm. And so, in my mind, Mm-hmm. When when G- if Jesus was to ask me who do you say I am, I'm gonna say you're the person that's spoken of in the prophecy of Daniel nine verses twenty four to twenty seven. Mm-hmm. That's who you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's you can't be anybody else. Mm-hmm. Now if that's him, mm-hmm. then, and he makes these claims, well then I've got a decision to make. Mm-hmm. He's either telling the truth, mm-hmm. or he's crazy, mm-hmm. or he's lying, mm-hmm. right? And I've and I've uh, I've you know I'm, I'm, I don't make any. I'm not making any uh, stab in the dark. I'm compared to, you know, with other prophecies in the Bible where God has been very accurate. This is another one, right? And it just, it just piles up, you know, before we were saying, oh, you know, when people keep letting us down, hey, um, when, um, I'll take you to the park, I'll take you to the park, and it never happens, mm. right? You get disappointed. On the other hand, mm. if they say, I'll take you to the park, and they take you to the park, and they say, I'm going to take you down to the shops, and they take you down to the shops, I'm going to buy you a, a lollipop, and you go, oh, man, you believe everything they say as they take you along because they've never failed you before. Mm. And you come to the Bible, and the Bible's prophecies are always accurate. Mm. <laughs> you know? It's like, well, how can you be wrong, right? Mm. <laughs> I, I just trust I just trust every time. And so the the Messiah is an important figure of Jesus saying, yep, I'm the Messiah. So you see this miracle in two stages. The man says, he says to him, what do you see? He says, I see walking trees. Mm. And so it's fuzzy. Mm. Not, not, you know, people looking like walking trees, you know, and he says, okay. And then he says, he touches them again, mm. a second touch. Mm. And the second touch then says, he, in the te- he tells him, look up. And he looks up and he can see clearly now, mm. right? So here's this blind man that is that is uh, rejoicing, and he says to him, you know, after he heals him, he says, "Go back to your right, go back to your town, go back to your village. Mm. You know, tell, tell them about, yeah, you know, let them let them see that you can see now." And so we transition to the disciples. Peter says, "I believe you're the Messiah," mm. and he sees right, but he sees like walking trees, mm. because the Messiah that he sees is the Messiah that's going to wield a sword. 
the the one that's going to heal you know when people need healing on the battlefield Mm -hmm. that when they run out of resources Mm -hmm. that he can just get a a couple of loaves of bread and he can feed everybody you know with a couple of loaves of bread and some a few fish he's going to be able to feed everyone so peter sees that messiah Mm -hmm. says ah who, who, who do you say I am? You're the Messiah, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, yeah, I know I know the Messiah you're talking about. Mm. Yeah. Are we going to say something, Tabitha? I was just going to say you've given us the answer to the listener question. <laughs> I have. I have. And I, and I hope some people have taken note. Has, in, has anyone texted through the, the answer yet? Or No, I didn't get to ask the question because you oh, wanted to yes. talk about the um, Messianic prophecy in the book of Daniel. But yeah. I'm thinking maybe we can alter the question a bit and okay. probably ask um, people why they think. Well, there's something you mentioned that sort of got a question pop in my head. Yeah. Um, who do you think? Oh, well, who the Messiah is to you? So, uh huh. Yeah. Some. Um. Who do you feel the Messiah is to you, or why do you think um, Jesus is the Messiah? Oh, okay, yeah. Because I, well, I suppose I've mentioned that in my personal yeah, journey, yeah. Uh, when I've seen that the prophecies are accurate, and I've seen this prophecy say the Messiah will come at this particular time, and he comes exactly on that time. I, I yeah. haven't been able to falter this. That you know, like uh, I'd have to be, I'd have to think that I'm crazy for not believing that Jesus is the Messiah, mm. <laughs> right? So that's that's how accurate that is. And, and Jesus says, right? Jesus says we talk about this time. Um, you know, and I've, and I've often, I've often believed this. Um, we talk about this time in uh, 1844, October 22nd, where, mm. in, in not just America, in, uh, in places like Sweden and Finland, there are people all over the world that are anticipating mm. Jesus to come again because they're reading the prophecies. Yeah, and they interpret the prophecies to mean that Jesus is coming again, coming to Earth to save all of all of Earth and everyone that's on it to um, and, and to bring judgment. On October 22nd, 1844. And when Jesus didn't come, they called this the Great Disappointment. Right? Mm. It was called the Great Disappointment. But it was, uh, they saw with walking trees, <laughs> they saw fuzzy. And then after the disappointment, they saw mm. with clearer, clearer eyes. And, and I hope if you stick to Faith FM, you should be able to, to learn more about this, this particular history. But what I wanted to say is this, mm-hmm. um, that they call that the Great Disappointment. But when the when when the people like the disciples and other other people saw Jesus as that messianic figure like David, I call that the greatest disappointment. Mm-hmm. All right, because they thought this is this is the time, this is the moment, and uh, when Jesus didn't become that of who they thought that he was going to be, oh man, they, you know they had to they had to go back to, to what did Jesus say? What did Jesus mean? Why? Oh, he talked about Isaiah, the mm-hmm. suffering servant. Is that the suffering Messiah? So they were looking at this royal Messiah, and Jesus was trying to tell them, "Look, I'm the suffering Messiah. All right, I'm the one that's going to." And you look at the the passage after twenty seven to thirty. We read twenty seven to thirty, right? The passage after that talks about Jesus trying to teach them mm-hmm. about his death and resurrection. Now, mm. and this is the turn. This is where the book of Mark turns from from the beginning of Mark. He's been moving outwards to Gentile uh, territories. Now, he's going to return to Jerusalem and he's going to teach his disciples mm. about his death and resurrection and his soon come, you know, when, when he'll come again. And so this is where the turn takes place and this is where he's touching them for the second time and helping them to see more clearer of what his, what his mission is coming to earth mm. right, as the suffering Messiah. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And um, yeah, just remind our, our listeners to text in who they think the Messiah is um, to you, like from your personal experience or your understanding, who do you believe the Messiah is? Um, text us to z- on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And I'm um, just going to mention about the today's offer, which is the book decoding Bible prophecy. Um, futuristists, futuristists, and uh, prophets of every stripe fail us at every turn. But mm. God has provided help in our hour of need. This book, I'm decoding Bible prophecy by Ron E. M. Closet. <laughs> the book um, is about understanding what those Bi- Bible prophets said, especially apocalyptic prophets such as Daniel and John the um, the Revelator. And this book is about knowing how to read those prophecies and make sense of some difficult passages in the Bible. You will learn the principles of interpretation, the meaning of a number of apocalyptic um, symbols and important hints regarding major time prophecies. And we are going to give you the code after the break, but for now, we are going to listen to this song, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name by Newsboys. the power of Jesus' name, let angels prostrate fall, bring forth the royal diadem, and crown him Lord of all, bring forth the royal diadem, and crown him Lord seed of Israel's race, he ransomed from the fall. Hail him who saves you by his grace and crown him Lord of all. Hail him who saves you by his grace and crown him Lord of all. tribe on this terrestrial ball to him all majesty ascribe and crown him lord of all to him all majesty ascribe and crown him lord of Him, Lord of all. 
That's All Hail the Power of Jesus Name by mm. Newsboys. And you're listening to Tags Encounters with David Leo. And before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code to get the book Decoding Bible Prophecy. And um, the code to get that book is Logos 2, L-O-G-O-S, number 2. No space in between. Text that to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Logos two to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one to get the book Decoding Bible Prophecy by Ron E M Closet. Mm. David, um, so what is the takeaway message? I believe we'd be um, meant to summarize. There's not much time left. Um, yeah, yeah. It's that's the takeaway uh, for me is. Um, I'm, I'm glad we had the discussion, you know, we about uh, the disappointments. You know, I think it's important mm-hmm. that we hold on to the hopes that Jesus has given us in the Bible. When when Jesus speaks and Jesus says these things in the Bible, we can hold on by faith and know they are true, mm-hmm. right? And also, we have been conditioned. I think um, the takeaway message is this: we've been conditioned mm-hmm. to look at things through the eyes of the world, mm-hmm. right? And when Jesus asks us to see things through his eyes, they are very different. Mm -hmm. Things are very different. So like the two stages of this blind man from walking trees Mm -hmm. to seeing clearly. And um, one of the things that, you know, um, that we're we're born and the way we're raised by the world, Mm -hmm. we see see the world a certain way. And and I suppose in the Western world, the... um, the, the main one is, you know, you uh, you live, get educated, mm-hmm. uh, get a good job, make some good money, mm-hmm. and be the you know, be the best you can, and and, and be kind, and um, that's a good life, mm-hmm. right? And then you open the Bible, and then you find out about Jesus, who claims he's a Messiah, and then you go down that journey. That's going to take you through your your eyes and your the way you see the world is going to completely turn. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage, stay with that. You know, Jesus said he's coming again. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you look at the world around us, you know, one of the saddest things happening at the moment is um, in Afghanistan. You know, like that's always sad to, to, to look at. And mm-hmm. uh, we've got COVID-19 happening. We've we've got these um, these things, these uh, natural catastrophes that are happening around the world. And you're tempted to be to think, man, we're living in a hopeless world, but we got to hold fast. Jesus said, this is what he's going to do, and he's coming back again. We've got to hold fast to those promises. He, he's not one to, to let us down. He's always keeping his promise. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to close up with this, mm-hmm. this story. Um, it's an analogy. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's true, but it, it makes a really good point, right? And it's a story of a young woman mm-hmm. who uh, was blind. And growing up, you know, she's heard stories of all these places around the world. She's heard of London and Paris and uh, Cairo and Egypt. And and she just imagines these amazing places as she has heard about it. And she's read it herself mm-hmm. um, with Braille and, and things like that. And she just loves this life. And, and she's she goes to a, a lot of books. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the things she dreams of is romance. Mm-hmm. And she's come to a point where she believes, you know, I'm not going to have anybody. There's nobody that's going to love me, right? Mm-hmm. And she wants to have eyes. She wants to be able to see these places. She wants to be able to read the books, read the actual words, and things like this. And uh, the only way that can, that can happen is to have a um, a transfer, right? To have a transfer, uh, have somebody give a trans eye transplant from t- for her. And apparently, there's like a twenty year wait. That's how that's how how much she's gonna have to wait for this. Mm-hmm. 
Well, as as life would have it, she meets a young man, mm-hmm. and they become friends, and it turns into a romantic relationship, mm-hmm. right? And she cannot believe it that mm-hmm. this young man would um, propose to her mm-hmm. and ask her to ask her to you know be his life partner. She's just in she's in disbelief. <laughs> it's like wow, like mm-hmm. this is something I never imagined, and it's about to happen to me, right? Mm-hmm. And so. Um, this young man marries her, mm-hmm. and uh, she's she's happy as anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, there, there, there's something strange that happens. He, he gives her this news and says, oh, "Listen, um, I've got some great news for you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have to wait for 20 years. You know, we can do this in uh, within three months to have the eye transplant." And she could she can't believe it. She's like, "Man, I've been told all my life, you know, 20 years is what, is what I'll have to wait for." Mm-hmm. And um, as three months comes by and all the everything's set up for the eye transplant, um, the operation is successful, right? She's she's uh, she has the she uh, gets the bandages taken off. Healing takes time, and uh, during the healing time, the husband makes a confession to her and says, um, "My love, there's something that I haven't revealed to you that I that I maybe should have done," mm. and. Um, she cries and he cries and says, um, I'm blind. Mm. Right. And she feels cheated. She can't believe that this has happened. Right. And then her eyes heal up and she can see. Mm. She's amazed by, by the green grass and the blue sky and sunshine. She just, she's just so happy that she can see now. Mm-hmm. But her husband holds her back. You know, she wants to go traveling now. She wants to go see see Paris. She wants to go see London. She wants to see Cairo. Mm-hmm. And uh, her husband doesn't permit her from do, to, to do this because obviously she has to take care of him because he's he's blind. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, years years go past, and she realizes, you know what? I need to do this for me. I'm not happy. I want to fulfill my dreams. You know, she's reading books and things like this now, but she wants to travel. Mm-hmm. And. Um, she comes to the conclusion that she's going to have to leave her husband mm. and divorce him and so she can fulfill these desires of her life and she knows he's going to understand because she shared all of this with him mm. before, right? Mm. And so the day comes around mm. uh, and she um, she finds a, a letter under her pillow mm-hmm. <coughs> and, and the letter says, Letter says, you know, um, my darling, I'm so happy that you, you can you can see with those eyes. I'm so happy you can see the green grass and the blue sky and and the sun shining. That you're going to get to see these places that you've always wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And um, she says, and, and he said, and I'm not going to stop you from making these decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm 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 not going to hesitate on on signing these papers. I know that's it's something you really want to do, but I I only have one thing to ask of you. And he says, um, make sure to take care of those eyes. Make sure to take care of those precious eyes because those were the eyes that I gave to you. Mm. Wow. And, and, I, and, we, and we see in this illustration, I, I, I couldn't illustrate it any better, mm. that the gift that God has given to us to see the way he wants us to see only comes at the price of us being able to look to the cross mm-hmm. and accepting the mm-hmm. fact that it's it's something that's disgraceful, not just to him, mm-hmm. but to us too. When we look at the cross and we see that, man, I I am not I'm not worthy of such a great 
drift and we and we see our life uh, our life flash before us and realize mm-hmm. I'm not who I want to be and I'm not who what God wants to wants me to be but mm-hmm. he loves me anyway mm-hmm. and he wants me to see the way see the world the way he sees it mm-hmm. then we start to appreciate wow mm-hmm. you know God's God's uh, way of being able to touch us and heal us mm-hmm. is well beyond what we can comprehend indeed indeed um, thank you for that, David. Uh, we have a, les- a response from Lauren. Um, Lauren has texted, Hi, Dave. I think the Messiah is Jesus. He died on the cross for our sins. The meaning for Messiah is a leader as the Savior and promised deliverer. Jesus Amen. forgives us for all our sins and loves us even when we sin. Thanks for your insights. And today, love the show. Miss you in Hobart from Lauren. Oh, beautiful. Thank you, Lauren. Thank I know you. Lauren is. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> thank you for texting in, Lauren. And I thank you, David, for your beautiful message. And I hope our listeners have been blessed by your message. And um, what do we have? What do you have for us next week? Next week, we're going to talk about something. Uh, and this is where I was talking about taking a turn. It's called the Transfiguration. Mm-hmm. That's a fancy name, but uh, that's that's a, um, an encounter that Peter, James, and John Mm-hmm. Have with Jesus. So it's going to be great. Okay. So make sure you tune in next week on Monday at 9 a.m. And tomorrow we have Gary Webster with the series Lifetime Search. Um, and Gary is going to talk about Israel at the crossroads. Um, so make sure you tune in tomorrow at 9 a.m. for that. And I'm just going to remind our listeners of the code to today's offer. Um, the code <coughs> is Logos, Logos 2. L-O-G-O-S, um, number two, no space in between. Text that to 488 to get the book, Decoding Bible Prophecy. Thank mm, you for... Get that book. Get that book. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for joining us today. I hope you've been blessed, and I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day. Yes, have a happy Monday. Happy Monday. Um, and we're going to listen to this song as we finish All You'll Ever Need by Andrew Peterson. Jesus, it is like the widow's oil. It's enough to pay the price to set you free. He can fill up every jar and every heart that ever beat. When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need. When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need.
oil When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need It is all you'll ever need 